in the past few weeks, um, God has really been dealing with me um, on the topic that I'm going to talk to you about. I uh, had a buddy of mine that, that actually a buddy of Crystal and I, <clears throat> and actually a really close friend to my brother Stan and Renee and his uh, wife Renee and uh, they kind of grew up, we all kind of grew up together at the same church and in our youth, we just kind of got to know each other and it was, it was, he's now a minister and he's actually re retired and so he, he called like in the end of January and said, hey, we're coming in town, I forget when it was, three weeks ago, he planned that far ahead just to come and, and visit us and it wasn't just to visit us, but he wanted to schedule his, his you know, journey out and so... Um, he wanted to see if maybe we could get together and have some breakfast or something like that and catch up and talk. And so he visited St. Louis, and we had a good time catching up. <clears throat> and um, it was wonderful. But at the end of the, the uh, time with him, he, he really he spoke into my life. It was right at the very end. Um, and I believe it was from the Lord. He admonished me to uh, spend more time in... in <laughs> in real meditation with God. Um, to try to stay focused in his presence and, and stay in it a little longer than normal, Kayla. I mean, just like, you know, not, not just move on because it's another thing going on in the day. But to stay focused in my reading and in my studying, stay focused when I'm in his presence, stay focused and, 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 and take advantage, I'll say, of that time in his presence. And then last Sunday, Pastor Dustin, what's his message about? He talks about in his presence and just hit me all over again. I watched the message on YouTube that afternoon, Sunday afternoon, because I was filling in for one of the Bridge Kids teachers back there last Sunday. And the lesson last Sunday back there was... Uh, talking about uh, Moses and the Israelites and wandering in the wilderness and how God was present with them uh, during the, all the struggles and issues and things that they went through in, in their life. And then we're, we're sitting in our life group this week, and, man, it was so awesome. We had, we, we, we had some good, it was, it was Taco Thursday, I guess it was in this case. Um, it was Taco Thursday. We had a great time and just just, I mean... Uh, we got to celebrate birthdays, and we got to celebrate a retirement, and we just had a good time. And in our life group right now, anyway, we're, we're actually asking everybody to, to watch The Chosen. And so the first episode, um, and then, you know, we talk about it, and then the second episode, and we talk about it. And so, <clears throat> and um, this week, we, that's what we did. We, by the way, if you're, if you're not in a life group, man... It's super easy. Just jump online real fast and sign up, and we'll get you plugged into a life group that kind of fits your, your uh, genre or whatever it is that you, you like and what you try to connect you up good. Um, but, but we were talking in that life group, and, and this topic, and even the word presence kept coming up in our conversation, didn't it, jo uh, Jody and Jason? It was just kept, kept coming up throughout the conversation, and even... So much so that it specifically got to somebody called out uh, Joshua and Moses. And, and it's like God had already been dealing with, with me about this message. And so I'm like, holy cow. I mean, what else do you got to do uh, to tell me what you want me to talk about today? So um, here we are. Um, 
God's dealing with me about the significance of the presence of God. <clears throat> you go through your day um, and often don't even consider him. Every day you face uh, important decisions, uh, needing um, direction, uh, needing an answer, and, and, and important meetings that, that you're needing some, some solutions or a resolution for different things, uh, and, and important relationships that need uh, mending, or maybe even a new relationship that you, you need to be building, and so... You, you kind of move in and out of these triggers and in and out of these different events that happen throughout your day and, and never even acknowledging the one, the one who knows all, who, who sees all, who, who holds all the power needed in order to resolve some of the things that you're looking for and the needs that you're looking for. We completely take him being present with us for granted. The next day comes and goes, and we start it all over again. And I just want to talk to you today uh, and, and try to bring something to you from the Lord. In Joshua chapter 1, uh, verses 5 through 11, I'm going to be reading. It says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee. I won't forsake you. Amen. Verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law, all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with whithersoever, whithersoever you, thou goest. King James. <laughs> this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Listen to that. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Yes. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. He is with thee. He is with thee. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan. Woo! To go into the possess and possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. I want to talk to you about the significance of God's presence, not the significance of your problems, 
not the significance of your financial woes, not the significance of your marital condition and situations, but the significance and the power of God's presence that we felt here today. I love the story of Joshua. In his book, he emphasizes be strong and courageous over and over and over again to Joshua. And this is not a book for the scaredy cat, I'm telling you. It's not a book for the quitter. Verse 5, I'd like you to bring verse 5 up again. If we can talk about it, please, and thank you. It says, there shall not be any man, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, and he's talking to Joshua here, as I was with Moses, so will I be with thee. I will not fail thee. I won't forsake you. The gravity of that verse has not set into you right now. But I hope by the end of this message it does. I believe that that's what God wants to to tell us today. Before we go any further, I just want to catch you up to to where we are and how we've gotten to this verse that I just read. We need to understand what's going on here. Everything, and I mean everything, is moving and has been moving but God. Everybody say, but God. Everything is in transition. The children of Israel have been slaves for over 400 years. They've crossed the Red Sea on dry land and escaped the Egyptian bondage only to live night after night in different places in the middle of the desert for 40 years. And now, now, they're finally, they're finally on the edge of the promised land. They're finally on the edge of a new beginning. And while a new beginning seems real good, it's also pretty scary. Because now, they are to possess the land God promised them. And these people, this generation has no memory of what they're about to possess. But they're finally at the edge of the promised land and the future seems good. But now, but now things are a lot different. They're stepping into a new future. They're they're stepping into this thing that they've been going after for all this time, but without their old leader. Don't mind them back there. I think that's more of God's presence back there going on. Just kind of focus in with with what we're talking about here today for a moment. And so now they're doing this without their old leader. And, And he wasn't just a leader, guys. He was Moses. Moses is a mighty man of power and authority. He's in a class all by himself. God said to to other prophets, I speak through dreams and visions through these other prophets, but of my servant Moses, I speak face to face. 
uh, God says Moses is in a category all by himself. Moses has been their leader for 40 years. Moses, I'll, I'll show things to that I won't show anybody else to. Uh, it, it was Moses' rod that was stretched out over the Red Sea, causing water to part for miles. It was Moses that established the covenant of the law. It was Moses that brought down plans from the tabernacle. It was Moses that prayed until manna fell from heaven. It was Moses that turned the bitter waters sweet. It was Moses that declared the power of God until there was a pillar of fire that they could follow in the nighttime in a cloud by day. It was Moses that prayed until God sent quail from heaven to feed the starving. That was Moses. Everything that they knew about God came from Moses. It was Moses who carried the Ten Commandments down from the mountain. It was Moses that brought the people out of camp to meet God. It was Moses who showed them the power of God so strong that it shook mountains and caught, they caught on fire like a furnace, the Bible says, and didn't get consumed. It was Moses that spoke to the rock and enough water came out of it for both people and livestock. It was Moses that intercedes with God to, to forgive the sins of Israel. It was Moses who cleansed leprosy off of his sister. That was Moses. If you had a problem, it was Moses. Whenever God wanted to talk to somebody, it was Moses. Whenever God was ready to heal somebody, it was Moses. Whenever they got sick, it was Moses. Whenever they were bitten by serpents about to die, it was Moses who lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so that they could live. It was Moses. The only problem is Moses is gone now. And they're trying to figure out what do I do without Moses? What will life be like without Moses? Moses goes up on a hill and he never comes back. And they don't know what happened to Moses, but the angels had taken his body away and God had to tell them, Moses, my servant is dead. And oh my gosh, when they heard the word, when they heard that Moses had died, they started mourning. And that's the mild version of that. To be real, they were screaming they were yelling. They ripped their clothes and they cried 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 for days. They cried for weeks. They cried uh, for weeks and weeks until uh, a month had passed. They cried and mourned of nothing but weeping and sobbing over the death of Moses. And, the, and they're almost there. They're almost, they're almost there. They're, they're, they're at the edge of the thing that they've been shooting for, the thing that they've been going after for all this time. They're, they're just about to possess the land that God promised, and now Moses is gone. You know, it's always the hardest when you're almost there. The closer you get to possessing your promise, I want you to hear me now, the more intense it gets. They, they, they've gone through so much to get to this point, think about it. Every step that they took in the heat of the desert, 40 years, was on foot. I guess they left their iPhone apps of Uber and 
ways. They didn't download it, I guess. I don't know. Or probably more likely they had an Android and the battery went out. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine um, uh, in the, the barren desert... They had, they had to depend on God for everything, everything. If they were hungry, when they woke up in the morning, because they were with Moses, manna fell from heaven, and now Moses is dead. And Moses being dead, I'm telling you, just was, was shattering news, life-shattering news to everyone. They've, they've encountered so much loss along the way. I mean, they've gone through all kinds of things, and we won't go through that all today, but read it. Read the Exodus. I mean, read how they, what, all they went through and how much loss they went through along the way, but they always had the crutch. They always had Moses. But the death of Moses was, was over the top for them. It was catastrophic for them. I remember as a young man, um, my pastor that I had, um, I thought that, that um, he had spoke the stars into existence. Um, and so did many others. He had died rather suddenly. I, I loved him so much. So many other people all over the globe loved him. Everyone was devastated when he passed away. The church leadership struggled uh, with what to do next when he left. He, he epitomized leadership. He, he truly loved and, and greatly influenced so many people. Our, our church was near downtown St. Louis, and often uh, a, a smelly, uh, a dirty drunk from the streets of Soulard would, would make his way into the church. And I just want to say, by the way, what better place to stumble into and I watched Pastor Black and his beautiful, his beautifully often dressed, you know, to the T, and, and, and his beautiful Sunday suit, all pressed and nice. And he would just, he didn't care. He didn't care at all. He'd just wrap his arms all around this guy. And, and, and he, would, he would just, like, love on him. And he'd tell him how much he loved him. He'd tell him how much Jesus loved him. He'd take him out to dinner. And it would be the best day that the guy ever had. Bridge Church, I hope we never get so uppity that we forget where God has brought us from. But true leadership is a gift from God. Moses was a leader. When Moses put down his rod, something happened. When when, when Moses raised his hands, the enemy was defeated. And now Moses is dead. And God let them go crazy mourning for about a month. And then God said, now, now that's enough. Now that's enough. You ever, my dad used to say, now that's enough. <laughs> Moses is dead. That's enough crying. Moses is dead. That, that's enough carrying on. And in verse 5, God jumps in and he says to Joshua and the people of Israel, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Listen to me. Everything was changing. And change is a scary thing. Change can freak people out. Change brings anxiety. It brings tension. It brings stress. With change, guys, listen to me very closely. With change, faith becomes 
more, much more important. Because the facts that you had to stand on have changed. (laughs) But now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That's what the Bible says. And now Moses, my servant, is dead. So we'll need faith to keep moving forward. We need faith. Faith has its greatest impact, has its greatest power when life is turned upside down. Faith has its greatest power when the future is uncertain, when when you have nothing else to stand on. That's when you discover God. When there's no more Moses, that's when you find God. For, For some people here today, all you've got, listen to me very closely, for some people here today, all you've got is God. Hmm. Hmm. Everything you've been leaning on has been knocked out from underneath you. And, and, and so if, if God doesn't step in, it's done. But for those of us who, who take his presence for granted at times, God says to you today, as I was, so will I be. You, you know why? Because that's the only thing that's not changing in this text. It's been 40 years of, of constant change, moving from place to place. No water on one day to fresh water coming out of a rock. No food. Uh, and then all of a sudden, food's falling from the sky. Every day, a different challenge. And now, the leader who got us here is changing. God said, I am the great I am. Everything else can change, but I am still here. I am still here. God said, I, I still got you. Uh, you're, you're in a new place, but I've got you. You're, 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 you're in a new job, but I've got you. Uh, you're in a new financial situation, but I got you. You're in a new stage of life, but I've got you. You're in a new relationship, but I've got you. You're, you're in a new problem today, but I've got you. Because as I was, so will I be. But listen, you, you don't need this message today if you're just going to give up, if you're just going to quit. If you're not going to possess anything, then, then, then maybe you've already decided you're, you're going to feel sorry for yourself and you're going to give up and you're going to just die in the desert. You, you may not need this message today, but for those of you who want to possess the land, for those of you that want to move forward, uh, those who are saying, you know what, I'm freaked out, but I'm going on. I, I, I'm scared, but I'm going to go into this thing. I, I'm broke, but I'm, I'm going to do this thing. I'm lonely, but I'm going. I, 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 I've got doubts, but I'm going to happen. It's going to make it happen. I've got to, I've got to find something, something absolute, absolute. And God's saying to you, as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you today. No matter what season of life that you're in, no matter who walked away, no matter uh, who went up the mountain and didn't come back, no matter who died in the wilderness, no matter who lied or who betrayed you, or no matter who divorced you or who quit on you, or no matter who forsook you, I will not fail you, Jesus said. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Listen, there's nothing like a promise when you need one. And now there are some significant things that God wants to share with Joshua, his new leader, 
Uh, they're not just significant to Joshua, but just as significant for us today. He tells Joshua to, to go among the people. He says, go among the people and tell them what to expect. Because for God, it's always about the people. So listen, for just a few more minutes here today. If you ever find a purpose, listen to me closely. If you ever find a pro purpose that is bigger than you, God will help you. It's not, listen to me, it's not all about you. God's not here to massage your shoulders and make you feel comfortable today. God wants to help you with a purpose, listen to me, that's bigger than you. If you can look beyond you for just a moment here today, find something that's big enough that you've got to turn to God to or for. We bring such petty things to God. And quite frankly, it's an insult to such massive power. God wants, he wants your big stuff. He wants your, your, your big dream. God wants something that's bigger than you. Stop thinking about yourself all the time. He wants something that's bigger than you. Joshua, he says, Joshua, I know this is big. I know it's big. I know that you're uncertain. I, I know that, you, that, that you've got doubts, but this is not about you. It's about the people. This is a hard message in this culture today. But he's saying, be strong, Joshua. God keeps saying that over and over again, the same thing. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. That's because they're about to face things that can steal their courage, that can steal their, their strength. So God's actually command. Listen, he, God's not asking you to do that. He's commanding Joshua. You, ha you have got to be strong and courageous or the people won't survive. Some of you need to find something that forces you to go to God about it, something that's bigger than you, something worthy of God. And here's why. Because God blesses you for other people. I just heard this the other day, and I want to share it with you. I, I, I never heard this before. Some of you come to church, or, or you tune in online, only in, and, and, and to watch the message, to, only to hear the word of God. And, and you've missed, oh man, if you missed today's worship service, uh, if you've missed an important godly principle. You, you don't understand if that's your, your method or approach. You don't understand God doesn't get, listen to me, God doesn't get anything out of preaching. Ooh. I'd never heard this before. In all my years of listening to thousands of messages, I'd never heard this point before, Dan. God doesn't get anything out of preaching. John chapter one says, it starts with this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was I mean, what's he gonna get out of preaching? God already knows his word. 
It is him. So you missed your one chance in the service and worship to give, to, to give something to God. <laughs> when we preach, God is giving something to you. Because when you worship, you're giving something to God. Oh, so, so if you think, oh, I can miss, you know, coming to church or zip through the worship service and miss giving something to God, but then expect something to be given to you in return, that's not how it works. In Luke chapter 6, verse 36, Jesus says, give and it shall be given unto you. 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 Pressed down, shaken together and running over. When you praise him, you're blessing God. And when he speaks to you, he's blessing you. David, you've got, to, you've got to learn that you can't expect to get something while you give nothing. In David, Psalms 150, David says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. God said, if you're not dead, give him some praise. I said, if you're not dead, give him some praise. I said, if you're not dead, give him some praise in this building today. If you're not dead, give him some praise in this building today. If you're not dead, give him some praise that he's worthy of today. If you're not dead, give him some praise that he's worthy of today. If you're not standing up and you're not giving him everything you've got, you're not giving enough, let's stand and give him some praise today. Oh, my God, he's worthy of your praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. He didn't ask if you were black or white. Oh, that's that's black person. They're 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 emotional. How many have heard that said before? Thank you for being emotional. Thank you for being emotional. Pentecostal. Oh, they're Pentecostal. Not 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 Presbyterian. I mean, you know. I, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. It says, "Are you breathing?" I don't care who you are today, why you're here, what you've done, what your church background is. God said, are you breathing? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Finally today, many of us, I believe, have a misunderstanding about the promised land. And it's sort of a cover-up, if you will. I would call it promised land. Don't get me wrong, the promised land is attractive. It's awesome. It's why they traveled for 40 years. Um, it's why they struggled for so long to get to the promised land. But when we read, and even when it's preached about, we think of it as some, some large amount of acreage some, some big piece of land. But it's not about some parcel of land. The promised land is really a cover-up or is really about 
his presence. That's what the promised land is about. We're so, listen to me closely, we're so busy trying to get to the land. We're so busy trying to take the land. We're so busy trying to, trying to invest in the land. We're so busy trying to build on the land. We don't even understand it's about his presence. The real promise, the real gift today is his presence. It's the kind of presence that says, I will not forsake thee. I will not leave you. As it is, as it was, so it will be. I really don't think God was freaking out over Moses dying. I mean, just, just, I just read it to you um, earlier. God just switched over to Joshua and started talking again. You know what he told him? As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Let's stand today. You see, if you get this, his promise, listen to me closely. I know we're shifting and moving around a little bit here, but I want you to draw your attention into me, into the word of God. If you get this today, that his promise is way bigger than land, his promise is, I will be with you. We need to stop desiring the property and start longing for God's presence. Because if you get his presence, you're going to get the land. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be unto you. What good is the land if you don't have the presence to stand? The real promise here is that I will be with you. He never said that you wouldn't have to fight. Read Joshua. You will have to fight. Kayla, you will have to fight. You've been through some fights. You know what it's like to have God on your side. Some of you know it as well. You're, you're in the battle right now. But God's saying the fight will be much better if you know that I'm there with you. I want to encourage you today, like we sing in the song, songs to God, the, the battle is yours. It's always yours. When you're young and you're just getting started, you start thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Questioning yourself about everything. Do I have what it takes? Can I do this? Can I do that? And Will I succeed? And all God says to all of that is, I'll be with you. Then you hit middle age where all the crisis is supposed to happen. The kids are in their teens or college age 
and they know everything and you've just realized you don't know anything. But the only promise that God gives you is that I'll be with you. And then you get older and you begin to settle down thinking, did I do enough? Questioning, what future do I have left? Thinking about legacy, getting ready for the grave even. I'm not talking about anybody here. God willing. God doesn't promise that you won't die. The only thing that he promises is that I'll be with you. College students ready for internship, the only thing God promises is I'll be with you. Young students stepping into high school, young couples ready for marriage, the only thing God promises is that I'll be with you. <clears throat> couples separating, going through divorce, I'll be with you. God says, she may leave you, but I ain't leaving you. She may forsake you, but I won't. Just because your spouse left doesn't mean that I left. Somebody needed to hear that today. God says, I'll be with you. Listen to me today. The presence of God gave you your house. The presence of God will be with you you if you lose that house. The presence of God gave you that job and the presence of God will be with you if you lose that job. The only thing certain, the only thing certain in this entire story, in this entire message, in the scripture that we talked about here today is the presence of God. God says, I got you. I got you in the courtroom tomorrow. I got you in the meeting room tomorrow. I got you in the hospital room tomorrow. I got you in the classroom tomorrow. I got you in your finances. I got you in your marriage. I got you in your divorce. That's it. That's the real promise right there. That's the real promise. I won't forsake you when you've fallen away. I won't run and hide when your back's up against the wall. I won't run away when you've disappointed me. I will be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. If you don't understand what the real promise is, you're going to leave here today with something that can be just taken away from you. You'll, you're, you're, you'll lean on something that can be just kicked out right, right out from under you. The one thing that Satan can never take away from me, and that is that he's going to be with me. He'll be with me. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. In the Bible, the promised land was real for those, those God's people and, and Israel. For us today, it's just as real. Our promised land is a place that we're all trying to get to, that we're all headed to, that we're all trying to, to journey towards called heaven it's called heaven and how many of us have talked about heaven and how heaven's going to be and how awesome it's going to be and how beautiful it's going to be streets of gold like transparent glass gates of pearl not crying no crying no sorrow no dying but but as awesome of a place as heaven's going to be i can't even imagine the overwhelming love that we feel in his presence in his presence
but I'm here every day coming in and out of the preschool. And the preschool teachers absolutely love it when I come here. They'll get all of them down. Kathy, you can relate to this. They'll get it all down finally. It takes a while to get them to the point where they can actually learn something. I mean, they got to sit still for 10 seconds. And they'll finally, they'll finally get them to the point where they're sitting and they're listening. And Pastor Steve walks in. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's about there's always one and they'll once one starts there's about four of them they'll follow after pastor steve is here pastor steve and they just come over and i'm telling you this is the honest to god sincerest thing i've ever said in my life it feels good they, they come over and they grab me especially my little hadley she'll come over and she'll grab me and she'll hold on to me. And the next thing you know, Millie's over there and she's holding on to me. And the next thing you know, Amzie's over there and she's holding on to me. And the next thing you know, Clark's over there and she's holding on to me. And oh, Pastor Steve, Pastor Steve. For that just little bit of time, it's like, you know, Pastor Steve is here. I give him candy. And I just want to run to God today. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh. oh, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, my God. I just want to wrap my arms around him today and just say, I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad that you're here today, that you're in, in my presence, that you're here today, that, that somehow you've made your way to the point where I feel you today in this service at this time.